Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Get ready for some spooky Pokemon stories. Wait, we're not doing that this year? Well, we did it last year. Well, that's disappointing. I was looking forward to more Pokemon stories that were spooky. But really, we're not going to do that? I came up with this voice and everything, but no, the voiceover guy comes up with a new voice, and they decide, no, we don't want to do spooky this year, just do a regular buckle. Well, I'm very disappointed. So I guess, uh, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it is the one and only buckle podcast. Ah, 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 the music. Still disappointed. <laughs> And welcome to the 310th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host, Shemu, and Viger. I should have said spooktacular, and, uh, <laughs> because Halloween, Halloween's this week. Yeah, right? It's on Tuesday this week. Uh, unfortunately, I, I know that people were disappointed because we did those, uh, the last two years we did a special episode. A lot of the other things we have going on, I didn't have time to put something like that together. Right. Uh, We'll work on it for the holidays. I have some ideas for the holidays. Uh, I also have another episode in the works that's going to be like one of these, like, okay, this is what's going on on this week, and you guys can fight for it because I have I have some thoughts and an right. entire like really good episode put together, and so you guys are going to have to fight for it. All right. Welcome to Puckle if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. This is the show Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that we made Viger come up with in 2007. You know it. I like that you guys are just beginning to own it. I don't even care anymore. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I appreciate that we're all in this together. And <laughs> um, it's a nonsensical name that we came up with in 2007. And we talk everything Pokemon, the video game, the trading card game, including Pokemon Rebirth. You see there? I'm trying a new thing where like, I talk about something like really, uh, uh, what's the word? Not mainstream. Uh, really, yeah. Really yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, so really niche, really niche. I try to do that every week now. So I just found one right there, Pokemon Reverse. But yeah, welcome to the show. We enjoy hanging out with you guys every week. 
Uh, this week we got a good show for you guys. We have uh, we have some news, obviously, that we're going to get to. Uh, we have the Pokey Quiz that we're going to follow that up with, where we're going to quiz your co-host. Uh, we're gonna, we have a topic lined up today for things that Sun and Moon did right and wrong, so we can do a retrospective at the games before the release of the new games here in, I guess, three weeks. It's only like three weeks away. Gee, yeah. It does not it's, feel like it's long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It feels like it's farther away, but man, this, it's creeping up on us real fast. So then we also will have, of course, the Pokemon of the episode for you guys, and we'll end today with the mailbag. So before we before we get into all of that, though, I want to ask you guys what you've been up to in Pokemon lately. Um, I've been just recording PDL still, and that's kind of why I haven't streamed as well. That's your life. That's your life. I've shoved you in a corner. I'm dedicated to that, so I can't really <laughs> do goals. And like, yeah. yeah, I understand. We need to start uploading those. Very I'm, I'm going to try to later today. But yeah, I'm gonna just finish the division. I'm almost done with uh, mm-hmm. whatever Green Tauros, I think. Okay, I've got one more person, and yeah, I have one more person, and then I'm gonna start getting those that chunk uploaded. So things to think about in the future. Future P- PDL Lee uh, is going to record the videos as they come. Yeah, as opposed to uh, as opposed to waiting until week seven to be li- and realizing, oh crap, you're only allowed ten uploaded vi- battle videos. <laughs> this is a twelve week league. Uh, <laughs> Oops! <laughs> Oops! My bad. Uh, speaking of that, I did my piddle batch last night um, against uh, my my wife. Couch? I fortunately did not. The story of it goes on like this: We were talking about it because, um, as as a lot of people know, Nintendo fans and not just Nintendo fans, but also the gaming community in general, you know that Mario Odyssey came out for one this past week, uh, which I think all three of us have played very consistently, and then yes. Then on top of that, Assassin's Creed also came out, which my wife is a huge Assassin's Creed junkie. When she's like super into that, and so we were talking last night. I'm like, "Yeah, I got my team ready. We can we can go whenever you're ready." And she's just like, "She's like, well, do you think you're going to win today?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, definitely." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Assassin's Creed came out," and so oh shit, <laughs> and she was like, "Shots fired in that general." Well, direction. then she she was just like, "Yeah, you're right," and. <laughs> <laughs> she proceeded to pick Pokemon from like the past nine weeks, and then we played. Uh, I beat her 2-0. Uh, I played a little sloppy, but she played well. It was overall good. So the Chicago Bear Ticks moving up to, I think this is now 7-3. Uh, and three. So we're still leading the division. It's going to be great. We're we're I think we're almost solidified in the playoffs. I think we've almost locked down a playoff spot. Just it depends on we're, – we're fighting for the first round bye right now. That's what we're fighting for. We have to win this week and the next week to be able to lock that down right now. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it sad, Shamu? Uh, yeah, we have to win the next. We have to win out the next two weeks. We have the uh, Cleveland Jinx this week, followed by Seattle Scythers. So that's uh, definitely not Thatch. And then uh, Hens. Those are the coaches for those teams. And then, uh, as I as uh, we said um, in a couple of places, if you want to join in Piddle, we are going to be doing a season two. The announcement video for that is going to go up at some point. You need to be subscribed to the YouTube if you want that. It's going to be a uh, first come, well, not first come, first serve. There's an application process to get into the league, but that's going to be where you're going to know where the applications are first. And obviously, after we sift through the applications, as soon as we're full, we're full. We're done. We're not accepting new ones. So subscribe to YouTube if you haven't already, and we'll play in Piddle. Yep. Uh, yeah. Viger, go on. I cut you off. I apologize. I, you didn't hear that one. I, um, well, aside from a, from a, editing some of the pedal matches that have been uploaded to YouTube. Yeah, you're helping out with that, which is a big help. Yeah. Uh, 
And I've also been getting into Pokemon Shuffle again. I don't know why, but I just felt like doing that for whatever reason. And aside Honestly, it's from not that, a bad game. It's not, it's and, not a terrible game. And aside from that, I've been doing a lot of capturing in Mario Odyssey, but that's new. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's basically me right now. Let's just okay. So welcome to uh, welcome to Muckle, the Mario the Mario Underground, Underground League, <laughs> where we. Uh... How many moons you got? <laughs> oh my gosh! No, let's not even start. Uh, I um, can't look at that right now. No, I just think I've got like one twenty ish. Oh, I'm way ahead of you. Brutals on the yeah. moon. I'm way, I'm way ahead of you. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> I'm just doing the food land. All I know is I need 245 more to power up the Odyssey again. Oh man, that Wait, like what? that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I'm in, like, I'm there's in post a territory right now. Yeah, there's there's a huge post game Shamu. Oh Jesus Christ! Yes, <laughs> there's a giant post game. Yeah, like most of the game is post game. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. So it, it yeah. Let's not talk about Mario too much. <laughs> too much. Just too much. The right amount. No, just the right amount. I mean, we we can look like we're normal people that listen to normal things and do normal things. I don't so, know anymore. You you don't know anymore? Okay, of I course don't know not. Oh, so <laughs> well, it's uh, it's it's typical Pokemon podcast stuff. Um, other than that, I think we've got some more stuff coming at you this week. We'll see. I think TCG cast is on Thursday, so watch out for that. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's get into our show though. Yeah. So, let's, uh, take a quick break guys. And we're going to go switch over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, we actually have some pretty typical things that are really easy to deal with. Uh, so first of all, Silvali is available at GameStop right now. It's a shiny Silvali to help represent the uh, or uh, help advertise the Crimson Invasion release that is occurring here in the next. Uh, ne- I guess that's happening at the end of this week. Yeah, at the end of this week, Crimson Invasion comes out. Actually, you can get them right now. Well, you can get it, you can get it at stores as of Monday if it's a like a uh, a game store. But well, I mean, Buzzwall GX box has them. Oh, do this? Does it really? Is yeah, that out? Yeah, the um, Buzzwall, Fermosa, and the Zoroark box—they're all out. Oh yeah, the no, that technically that's supposed to come out at uh, on the third. Yeah, because that's gonna... not supposed to be out. That's breaking street date. That's what oh. that is. Oh yeah, Target broke street date and put them on sale. <laughs> okay, and I'm just gonna I guess where I'm going after you, this show. Um, if some people got the gift guide, there's a little coupon to get like ten bucks if you buy like Ooh. fifty or more in toys. That's what I did. I just went bought one of each, and then I like used the ten dollars on the door. I box. always feel I always feel like a little shame for using those coupons on myself, but then I get over it real fast. See, I don't really care just because the fact it's like, hey, I saved ten bucks. <laughs> if I buy all three of them with the say the thing, you save like. $35. You get the Zorak box free and, like, extra money, because each of the Battle Beast boot, whatever, the uh, Ultimate yeah. boxes, they're, like, 40 bucks instead of 50 Yeah, right. And so, it's, like, they kind of shamed for a moment, too, because they didn't, like, it's just got Burning Shadows. It doesn't have, mm-hmm. it's got other stuff, too, but it doesn't have Crimson Invasion. Mm-hmm. But... So we're going to – just a few other things that are download-wise. Uh, Pikachu 20 code ends like 12 p.m. the day this comes out. 
All right, so yeah. go use your Pikachu 20 code. Get your Alola hat, Pikachu with PikachuMZ. I have not done that yet. I'm going to do that in between segments. Uh, <laughs> now that I, I I say this on the news all the time and I completely forget. Uh, and finally, uh, just like little news wise, the Pokemon 20th movie is going to be airing on November. Oh my gosh, I should have written the date out. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. That's the important. The 25th. That that is that the right day? I think so. I believe you. I mean, I wrote the news, but <laughs> uh, you're you're more than likely right. I just want to double check. It is the 25th. You're right. So the Pokemon movie is going to be out on the 25th of this month. So definitely consider checking that out if you're not going to the movie next weekend, which we're going to fill you in with a recap for anyway. Uh, the Ash Brock and Misty episodes of Sun and Moon are that weekend as well. So you're looking forward exciting. to those. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm actually legitimately excited for this movie. I have not been excited for a Pokemon movie in a very long time. And this one I've heard good things about story wise. I I'm a real big sucker. Like uh I, I think it's I think it's terrible, but at the same time I fall for it, which just like it, it's like a full circle irony thing, but I'm a I'm a sucker for just like all of the celebration of the nostalgic series. Yeah, I was just about to say the nostalgia is very strong with you right now. Yeah, no, I I'm like legitimately excited for that reason, and at the same time I'm like, man, I wish they'd start doing original stuff instead of just like working on their uh, working on just like making me feel nostalgic for things. And at the same, it's working though. Like, good for them. I hate myself, but I'll still buy it. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this movie though. I think, I believe, uh, Tanamon and Beaverlar are going to come see it with me as well as some other people, uh, that come with them. And then I believe, uh, Misty and Beaverlar are going to be doing the show with me next week. And we're going to talk about that movie in the recap just because it's all fresh in our minds. And I think it's going to be a good episode for that. So it's going to be really exciting. I'm looking forward to the movie though. It sounds like definitely one of the better ones. So let's let's get into the meat of the news though. Like this is the meat. Yeah, this, this is, the, is the big one. This is well. So we're, I got one before that. One before that. But this one's gonna like incur. So like we got two things. Uh, one of them's really really big, and one of them's kindish big. First of all, we have new screenshots being dropped for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, which show a lot of new in-game events. They're nothing like earth-shattering, but new in-game events. And so we have Team Skull fighting the Lolan Vulpix. Which uh, probably ties into that trailer, you know, where we see the Alolan Vulpix with the Aether Foundation. Yeah. So that, that's really cool. I love that the story definitely – it definitely seems like it's going to be way different than we had seen before in some And I'm happy for that. I'm happy that it's not just going to be another retread of the same story. This is a nice, uh, happy, like, mixture of Black and White 2 and Platinum. Yeah. I think this is really nice. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we, there's a scene with Beware in Hollowly Mall, and I'd like to take a minute to be like, somebody at TPCI really, really likes Beware. Yeah. I, Shamu can back me up on this. Beware has got, I believe, five cards now in the TCG. It's <laughs> got like one every expansion, I believe. Yeah, it's yeah. gotten one every expansion. There were three normal types. It got a GX. Uh, it got a GX. It's a promo, granted, but it still has a GX. And it's got a new fighting type in Crimson Invasion. If they even gave it Halloween treatment too, they, with, they did uh, with uh, Pokemon Center. It's dressed up like a Dusclops. So yeah, uh, I'm waiting for Halloween to be over so I can. I, I every year I keep telling myself I'm like I need to snag one of those uh, pumpkin Pikachu's off of PokemonCenter.com, and I just never do. Though I am really excited for like Halloween to be over just so that they can drop their Christmas collection, right? Because oh, yeah. I am gonna buy the crap out of their Christmas collection. 
I do every year. Yeah, as long as it looks nice, I want. I would love to. It's just every time I see something, mm-hmm. it's always like too expensive. A bit too expensive for me. It's like I don't want to spend that much on a thumbsing. So I make a good. I make a good rule of thumb for myself with PokemonCenter.com. And if I am to buy stuff from there, I need to be able to warrant buying fifty dollars so I can get like the free shipping. Oh, same here. That's it. Um, that's why I don't have that those whatever keychain collections because I yeah. can't find them in stores. And I like some of my one of my friends was mentioning something. It's like, hey, do you want to get that? Like, oh, I'll buy it. It's just like I need, I need to get these like these pin things. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's not it's like. I need to justify it. And no, you need yet. you need to justify like the fifty dollar expense. And so what the thing that we do, like the last three years, I think, or the last two years, I think, they've always had different like Christmas like mugs and stuff. So I always buy the Christmas mugs, and then I'll usually buy like one of their Christmas plushes with it. And it, it's really nice. I appreciate doing it. I think it's a nice little thing to do. I mean, I, I have my I have my wall of like Pokemon paraphernalia. You guys have both seen it. And yeah. So. <laughs> It's one of those, I mean, it goes up there, and then I can Christmas-fy it. Okay, moving on. So, uh, well, first of all, uh, this these drops also reveal that a few new Pokemon are in the National decks. I'm not, so I know that some people are super excited to find out different Pokemon are in the National decks. I'm not so excited because, or not the National decks, the Regional decks, because it doesn't affect VGC, it doesn't affect anything. Uh, so I don't really yeah. see the purpose. There's no real, it's not special anymore. Like, exactly. Like, if it was just Sun and Moon, like... First game of the series or something like that? Sure, but no, it's not doing... It doesn't do anything except for, oh yeah, in your first playthrough, you can get this now. Exactly, and that's... Which, to me, I'd rather have something actually new than... Yeah, I'm not I'm not very excited about this, but uh, Furfru, Mime Jr., Buneary, Halucha, and Inke are all in the Alola decks now. Um, and the final thing is that it's hinting at a use for the strange souvenir. So That I'm kind of curious about. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Like well, I just want to know what that does now. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited for that one. It'll be Lando T. <laughs> it just, Lando it just T unlocks like it just unlocks Lando T. I I'm kind of hoping because they are adding new Pokemon. Maybe it's like some some fifth Tapu to rule them all. You know the the Regigigas to the Tapus. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? I'd be I'd be down for that. Or it just gives you a Probo Pass. One of the two. All right, so we're gonna jump into the biggest piece of news now, and this is that Ooh, on the down one. on the download cards for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, we have confirmation that Team Rocket is in this game. On top of that, it also shows a uh, Team Rocket like hideout base HQ or something like that, and so this is really cool. I know I expect more to come because we are getting a trailer on Thursday. So I'm expecting more news to come out around then. Maybe we'll get like, oh, look, Team Rocket's in the game or something like that. Though there there have been a host of theories going around. People have been linking to leaks that talk about Rainbow Rocket, uh, this new version of Team Rocket. Uh, I don't believe the leaks because a lot of the leaks talk about new Alolan variants being included in the games. Yeah, and one of the producers came out and said that there weren't going to be any new. Yeah, Amori, Amori like, came out and was just like, there are no new Alolan forms in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So I do not think that's happening. So that's already been discredited there. So RR is kind of falling down the toilet too. Yeah. So I don't think it's Rainbow Rocket. I wouldn't be surprised to see just like some kind of nod to Team Rocket. Uh, I want it to be more than a nod. I want it to be more than like, hey, you found this area. They just hang out there. No, I want them to play a part in the story. Uh, How much of that we're actually going to get, I don't know. 
Yeah, they might, just because of the fact that, like, if you see the picture, there's a whole hideout. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of, it's either some post-game or something main, like, main story. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they would have made that. I'm more leaning towards post-game stuff. It, it probably is, but it's just the fact, it's got to be something. It's not anything probably little or minor. So, one of the things I really want to, like, the one thing that I think a lot of people have for, forgot about through all the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon news is we got that one trailer where we got to see the guy who specializes in dragons, I forget his name. Uh, Ryuki. Oh, Ryuki? Yeah, Ryuki like sounds that. right. Um, and he's in this area that looks like Lieutenant Surge's gym. And I think oh, yeah. that we're going to see some kind of like callback to Gen 1 in these games in that way. Because Ultra- Sun and Moon were supposed to be the 20th anniversary games. And they did a great job. You had a red, you had a blue. And that that's fantastic. We didn't get to go, get to, go to Kanto. And I think it would be really cool if it was just like, oh, Team Rocket's here in, in Kanto. Or uh, here in Alola. And I think it'd be really cool if also there was some kind of facility for the gyms. Like, maybe we don't get a Battle Frontier, but maybe we get some kind of challenge where you can go and play against the, like, recreations of the gyms. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe instead of us going to Kanto, Kanto comes to us. Ah, yeah, that's a really, that's a much more elegant way to say it than I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that, though. I think that's definitely the way to do it. If uh, If anything, but... That, those are just my two cents. Like, I, I don't know if you guys have anything that you thought when you saw this. No, that was just basically that. Just that? Yeah. Then. All right. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. No, it looks really cool. I'm really excited for it. Like, if, if my excitement levels weren't already there, it's it's there. Like, I'm hyped for these games. These are oh, yeah. probably going to be the best third version of a Pokemon game thus far i think like it's not like before even with like platinum I, it felt like it was very standard compared to emerald and i feel like this is probably going to be the last of a third installment to a main series game maybe. in that generation I, because of the fact that they're not doing the I, I mean i don't know if they will do like two versions of the same game for the switch i don't know they warrant I, a third one but i'm not sure myself i don't know i wouldn't be surprised that they did for the switch uh, it's, it's one of those things that I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we have Fire Emblem going to Switch, and Fire Emblem just recently went into this, like, two-version model yeah. with Fire Emblem Fates. But that's and just so, the first one. Pokemon always started that way. Yeah, Pokemon's always done it. So that, that's a very good question, and I don't know. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see when it release, when it gets unveiled. Yeah, when, I, I think we'll get an unveiling probably around this time next year. I don't think we're going to see any kind of... If we see an announcement, it's going to be around E3 time. Yeah. Because because they're just going to be... Um, uh, what is? What am I trying to say? They're going to be trying to... People are going to be questioning why there's no Pokemon news by then when they announce like, hey, we're working on a Pokemon game for the Switch. Probably won't be ready for more than a year. And that's what happened. And so like a year is going to come around and people are going to be like, you said Pokemon in a year. And it's just like, no, I said the word year. You gotta read the rest. Year, yeah, you need you need to read the rest of the sentence. Uh, Pokemon's got like I, I liked watch, looking at the uh, the shareholders report for Pokemon for Nintendo recently, where they every game's listed as 2018 except for Pokemon. Pokemon's listed as like 2018 or maybe not to be determined. Yeah, essentially, it's like for 2018 maybe ish. Now I said this last episode, but I think it'd be really crazy if they if they if Nintendo somehow swung Pokemon on the Switch next year for the holiday season. Oh, that would be really nice. That would be really good but for them. Highly like, improbable, if you ask me. Like you have Mario, and then you've got Pokemon coming out two successive holidays. That's just gonna make that like yeah, your system won. 
Yeah. Like, Pokemon was the nail in the coffin for the PS Vita. And if you do something like Pokemon on the Switch, it's going to be a huge thing. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So I guess that's where we'll end the news then. Uh, there's no real Puckle news as of right now. Uh, the month is gearing down, to my understanding. Right, Shamu? Yeah, I think we got one more week, I believe. One more week. And then we're going to be working behind the scenes to get everything ready for our next big tournament, the UUTC. So definitely look out for more stuff there. So that's going to be it for the news. We're going to take a short break and be right back at you with Pokles Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So, of course, that means, guys, you need to lower your browsers. You are not allowed to use those today. You have to lo- use what's in your heads and your noggins. Fortunately for you guys, everybody's in. Uh, everybody's within shooting range. Shamu is going to definitely pull ahead tier today, though, um, because he decided to cheat everybody else. Cool. So, I've got a bunch of questions, and if you guys are ready, uh, we'll go ahead. We have five questions today. Uh, each worth one point apiece except for one question, which will include a bonus point. And on top of that, you will have one hint. If you get all of the questions correct, you can cash that hint in for an extra point for a possible total of seven, though it has been a really long time since anybody has done that. So if you guys are ready, we'll go ahead and start the questions. All right. Yep. All right. There we go. So question number one comes to us from Doc McStuffles. We know Octazooka is Octillery's signature move, and that Horsey can learn it via Egg Move. However, there is one other Pokemon that gets access to Octazooka via an event. What Pokemon is it? Oh, I don't know. By transforming. Oh, it, um, shoot. But by that... event. What a way to get around the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with the outside the box question answers. There you go. <laughs> Mew, if it uses metronome and it's lucky. That's an event. Hey, you got that Mew in distribution. You knew a metronome. Um, God dang it, though. This Pokemon directly learns the move. Yeah. I was thinking it was Genesec, but I don't... doesn't sound right. Okay, I'm trying to think of something else, but it's just like... Uh-huh. I've got no idea. Uh, the only one I think of is, I mean, this is just by event. So, like, Horsey or Cedro wouldn't be worthy no, they learned for an event Pokemon. No, they, 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 it's not them. It's not them. Yeah, they're not special enough. Well, they get it via egg move, so it yeah. Count. But for event purposes, yeah, they're not. Yeah, this this was in uh, this was this event was not in the United States. Oh, oh that just makes it near impossible for me to feel. Yeah, no. At this point, like, I... Mm. And it came out in Generation 5, so oh. you can discount... I'm, I'm just helping you guys out yeah, here, it... so you can discount Gen 6 and Gen 7 Pokemon. Oh, yeah, that still doesn't really help in the matter. <laughs> I reduced your number of Pokemon from 800 down to, like, 6... Yeah. Uh, down to, like, 6-ish. But you've also eliminated my country of origin, so that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> I'm drawing a massive blank on this one. Um, Do we want to burn the hint to like get a? No, nah, I'd rather I'd rather burn a hint on a two pointer. 
True, true. Um, um, I'm just going to go with Dennis But if Scott. you get one of the points from the two-pointer, you can cash in. The, well, you're not going to be able to cash the hint if you use it now anyway. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I mean, gonna say anything. You have anything closer to it. I'm Genesect. Genesect is I know Genesect. I know Genesect does not learn, or in any way, shape, or form, Octazuka. I know that much. I'm gonna need an answer. Um, the answer is we have no answer. <laughs> I'm gonna say Genesect because we don't have okay. it's something. It's something better than nothing. Yeah. True. That is unfortunately incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the answer is actually uh, is actually Sableye. Huh? Yeah, Sableye gets that via an event. Curse you, Japan, for being so weird. It is called Chief Golgo's Sableye. Um, it is one of the events that you can get during Generation 5. It was available at Pokemon Centers in Japan to commemorate, commemorate the nine-year run of Pokemon Smash, which I believe is a TV show. Um, and you the believe you show- don't even know yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's based on a live-action Sableye in the show that has moves chosen by Chief Golgo Matsumoto. Uh, yep. Uh, the, the Sableye also has – Let's let, let me give you the rest of the moves. A foul play, tickle, and trick. So, okay. And Octazooka. And Octazooka. Yeah, because Octazooka is an awesome move. All right. So we're going to move on then. Question number two is going to come from you from Ozzy. What Pokemon that has the ability Levitate cannot partake in Sky Battles? So obviously you don't include Generation 7 Pokemon here. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one Pokemon with the ability Levitate that can't partake in Sky Battles. I don't know. I'm feeling Gengar. Who did... Who... Actually, Gengar might be right. Because he's got legs, and it would look weird. I mean, Ghastly and Haunter would work because they already float and don't have legs. I'm game with Gengar, because I don't even... Who did Sky Battles? Really? I didn't. <laughs> I mean, like, it did the few arbitrary ones that you were forced to I've do. never done a Sky Battle. They, they, they have you do I've, one I game. I, I feel as though... I feel as though Gengar would fit the bill just because of the fact that he has legs, and it would look really weird to render him standing on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess Gengar would be the only one that I could think of, because at that point, he did have Levitate. Yeah, at, at that point, he did. Is that your final answer? That is our final answer. That is correct. Gengar could not partake in Sky Battles despite having the ability Levitate. So, good on you guys. But you you know who could participate in Sky Battles Magnemite because it floats? (laughs) Alright, so. Question number three comes from the British Gent, and this one is worth two points. Hint time. Generation (laughs) 6. Brought new abilities, one of which being Grass Pelt. And so for two points, I need one, an answer for each. What does Grass Pelt do, and what Pokemon can have Grass Pelt? Okay, first off, Pokemon can have it is Skiddo and Gogo. Right. Those two can have it. Uh, what does it do? It boosts... Oh, what was it? I believe it boosts your defense in grassy terrain. That seems like very, very, like, spot on. It does something in grass pelt that does that is good. I know that is Skidoo and Go Goat, and I feel as though that uh, that would be what it would do. I'm not sure myself. Cause it wouldn't heal. It wouldn't heal. Yeah, it, I, it wouldn't heal, or we'd be seeing a crap ton of that in the VGC. <laughs> I think it raises your defense in grassy terrain. That seems the most good. probable. Cause I don't think it was status. I don't think it was status. 
So uh, defense sounds right to me. I think is that's, that your yeah. final answer? I think that yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. So you said it increases 50, defense by fifty percent, and Skidoo slash GoGo can get the ability. That is correct on both accounts. Uh, that is that is three points for you guys today. So keep it up. Uh, so question number four comes from Linian. And he wants to know very. This is very a very brief question. How do you obtain a level one Regigigas? Hack. Isn't that an um the action replay? No. Um, <laughs> playing a Pokemon I mean, randomizer. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I thought we did lucky. this one before. <laughs> this was. This is not an. This is, hmm. This is very. I think we answered this one before. Probably. Tell me. Tell me the answer. Because if I'm remembering right, it's in level in platinum. You just do the whole Regigigas thing, get all three Regis, and instead of being like level seventy, it's just level one. Yeah, and you just catch it. It's it's, it's not like the level one Palkia Dialga and Giratina thing, mm-hmm. but it's just it's similar. You just go platinum and catch it normally with the three Regis. It's level one. So that's it. So which one is it? What is your answer? In platinum, you just catch it normally. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because you need all three Reggies, and then it'll be level... Instead of level 70, it's an encounter at level 1. That is correct. What a pathetic that is, gigas. <laughs> that is, that is four, four points for you guys today, so keep it up. Our last question, as always, is going to be a base stack question. And this Actually. week, I realized we haven't done Dragon-type Pokemon in a while. And I wanted to know, what Dragon-type Pokemon has the highest base defense? Base defense. Highest base defense. Oh. I want to. I'm leaning more towards Dialga for its steel typing, but it it's could no. It's, there's no stuff that's probably it higher. It could I think. be Tarantrum for its rock type too. No Turtonator. Turtonator. Fire typing. Turtonator's up. Let's just use our hint. We have it. We're not getting any points for it anyway. True. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> it, is, it is a dual type Pokemon. <laughs> That does not that help. Didn't at help, all. but I'm gonna say Turtonator. <laughs> that does not help at all. I get. I'm still, I'm still leaning towards Dialga just because of its legendary. The the, the, the the second typing would be considered special before uh, Gen Gen three, or before Gen four. So, oh, okay, yeah. So it is. It's it's a uh, Turtonator. I guess so. <laughs> the- Turtonator's your final answer. Yeah. That is correct. It's like 168 or something, It's actually right? 135. 135, Which okay, is still no, higher thinking, than I, Dialga. I was thinking Bastardon. I was thinking Bastardon. Making yeah, a mental note like right now, I need to be on the show with Shamu more so than anything else. Okay, so you guys got like five <laughs> points today, though, so that's like massive, actually. That that changes, that changes some standings. Viger, that puts you like pretty high on the board, too. Woo! I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It puts you in the, uh, I think, the now five-way tie for second place. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> uh, because we're, we're so far behind. And so, uh, <laughs> all right. So currently, the trivia score is in the following format. Right now, Shamu is in first place with 13 points. Followed by Sublime, <laughs> Basket, Scrunch, Ushiro, and Viger all tied for second with five points. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we have we have Maximus and Whimsicott tied for I guess seventh place with four points. <laughs> Though it literally takes two points and they're in second place. Um, then we have Snag and Gator uh, back in the rear at nine points uh, or one point and tied for ninth place. And everybody else has yet to get on the board. 
So that's where we are today. Uh, that is it for today's that today's poker quiz. Today's we're show. Take a, today's show. We're over. We're out. We're out. We're getting we're getting out of here. So we're, this is it. Uh, but no, we're gonna take a short break, guys, and we'll come right back at you with the topic. Greetings, listeners. It's the Puckle Shadow President Scrum here to reveal top secret information about the league's behind the scenes behavior. For those who are not yet aware, Puckle has begun top-secret operations on our Discord server. To join us there, visit our website and click on the chat tab. Our website also has a variety of extra features, including badge earning and the ability to listen to older episodes. Lastly, be sure to send in mailbags to pucklepodcast at gmail.com so that you can tell everyone how much you adore me. Listen, see you on the dark side of the flip-flop. <laughs> and on to the topic. The topic is going to be things that we think Sun and Moon did right and things we think it did wrong. So, of course, there's a number of things we can bring up. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off, and then we're just gonna let the conversation go. So, I, I think the first thing that went wrong, and I think both of you will agree with me, is going to be that uh, is going to be that Festival Plaza existed. I got the noise. Couldn't have said it better than myself. <laughs> gave us everything we wanted, like no PS. Festival. Festival, Festival Plaza, like, took a step backwards, I felt. This is what happens when Pokemon tries to become an MMO. The first <laughs> no, thing that no. you do is the hub world, and that failed fundamentally. I don't think that was so much what it did wrong. What, did, what it did wrong was the PSS. We were just so trained because yeah. I remember Gen 6 came out. We were battling all the time. It would be like, oh, look, this person's online. Let's play. And that was really nice having that on the bottom screen. We got very used to that. It was a lot easier to find your friends. And now we have Festival Plaza, which makes it a pain to find your friends. It is such a pain. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can agree with me there. Oh, yeah. Time. Half the time it works, half the time it doesn't. And mm-hmm. like... Finding people is a pain. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, they try to do a, uh, what's it called? What's the thing in Black and White 2 that they put in there? Like the White Forest in Black City or what? No, not the White Forest. It was the... I don't know what you're talking about. Amity Avenue or yeah. something like that? Amity, the, Amity the Square. Avenue that, uh, no, you're thinking Amity? Amity Square. That's what you said. That's, the, no, that's from oh. Black, that's from Gen 4. Oh. Uh, they did, they did this, av- Join Avenue, that's yeah. what it was called. Yeah. Join Avenue was this thing that they set up in Black and White 2 where if you street pass people essentially, or traded with somebody, their character would come into your game and you could set up these stores that would do different things, just like Festival Plaza's little thing, tents that pop up, that it does the exact same thing there. Unfortunately, it does look like Festival Plaza is coming back in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Dang it! Uh, also, this is what this was a change that was needed anyway. If we're going to go to the Switch, uh, we're going to have to go back to some one screen system instead of a two screen system like we had on the Switch. And this is probably—I mean, at least we're getting used to it. And maybe they may- purposely made it bad so that the next thing looks better. <laughs> maybe. That's what I'm hoping for. But I don't know. What, do you guys have anything that you think Sun and Moon did right slash wrong? Well, a game with Oricorio. Oricorio. Oricorio was actually a really interesting Pokemon. No, I think they I think they did a lot of things wrong with it. Oh, they, 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 they could have made it better. They could have definitely made it better, but they didn't. 
<laughs> I think the problem with it was they didn't give it any kind of moves that were based on the type that it was. Yeah, no, they just made one move and just like, here's every type you want, but not really. Cause, yeah, know. here's the typings, but you can't you can't switch it. I don't know. It, it, it's weird that like Oracorio, like the the dancer one, the uh, the red one. Yeah, the I flamingo don't. dancer. It can't learn. It can't learn Ember or something. You know. Yeah. No. Like all you give is Revelation dance, and you just hope you, that works. Give me, give me like Thunderbolt, Shadow Ball, Psychic, and like flamethrower and, and flamethrower. Like give, and, give TMs or something like TM accessibility yeah, to the type. Because I think that I think that's perfect. More viable, perfectly honest. Maybe maybe even not that, but something more like akin to Rotom. Yeah. You know how yeah, Rotom, yeah, when, when it switches forms, form, you kill the move, move and it switches the move, that right? Would be better. So yeah. I'd be I'd be down if it had like flamethrower, but like the red one has flamethrower, but then you turn it into the the pom pom, and then it gets that flamethrower turns into a thunderbolt or even bolt switch. Bolt switch would've been really good for it. You do thunderbolt and flamethrower are the equivalents, though. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm aware. Uh, I'm just saying, but like if you give a special move per each, like yeah. Well, I think something like that. Stuff. I think something like that would have been way better than what they did. Oh no, it would have been better, definitely. And I just some tips, Nintendo in the future. I they haven't said no to a new Oricorio form, by the way. They haven't said no to that. Just like a regional mm-hmm. variants, I don't think it's going to happen. But they haven't said yeah. no. And I'd be a big proponent if they came up with, like, one extra Oracorio or something like that. That'd be neat. Like, there's one fifth island. It's really small in Alola. And you can go there and you can get, like, a different kind. Like, there's a blue nectar or something like that. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be game for a blue Oracorio. Get a water flying type. Like, that's I, I think ice flying would be cooler. Ice flying would be cool. It'd be nice. It's just... And then water flying. I, I think water flying is such a boring type. Yeah. I think water anything is a boring type. Yeah. Just because we have so many water-type Pokemon. Yeah, and then you're in Alola, so we already know that there's going to be a lot of water types as it is. Exactly. So let's get something so, different. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, what Viger said is absolutely true. And, I, I yeah, I think an Oricorio would be fantastic. Because, I mean, Alola um, is where the usual, like, wash, rinse, and repeat features of Pokemon went to die. <laughs> this is like, we don't, have, we don't of, go yeah. to the eight gyms all the time. We don't go... All over the place, just looking for. Well, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but it's just not so. Yeah. Alola was just not so formulaic. The well, one of those things that I thought, like when they were stepping away from it, was they based Alola. This is this is a Gen Seven gripe more than I think just a Sun and Moon gripe. It would be that they had. Uh, what am I trying to say? In Alola, they had this huge emphasis on. This is totally based off Hawaii guys. And because they, at all. they're they not hiding it. Like at least in Kalos, like, yes, it's based off France. We knew that because they told us and there are heirs of France there, right? They say the occasional French word, you have cafes, you have some parts of the culture, but it's nothing like this. This one was like really in your face. Oh yeah. We are Hawaii. And the last one was like, yeah, it's France, but it's also Pokemon. It's Pokemon France. And <laughs> Uh, that was the one thing. I don't know. It felt more generic Pokemon in Gen 6 as opposed to Gen 7 where it's just like, look, it's Hawaii, but Pokemon. Yeah, so, uh, hey, it's Pokemon, but Hawaii. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It wasn't Pokemon first. It felt like H- Hawaii was the inspiration more than like, hey, let's put Pokemon in a situation like Hawaii. It yeah. was, hey, let's take Hawaii and pokemon it. And Yeah. Th- that, that's, my, that's one of my gripes. With it, another one being that they took away super training. I thought super, super training, training was, was so, so nice much. Compared to, uh, 
what we have now. Yeah, what we have now. I now granted the Poke Pelago is not terrible. It's nice in ways, but then again, yeah, I think I think there are definitely better ways to go about it. I I really like I like super training. I would have loved both personally. Yeah, both. And of them super nice. training doesn't seem like something that they could have that. They needed the takeout. Now they could have made it a little bit more more difficult to get to. Like, hey, you need to go to this location in this one city to do super training. I would have been okay with that. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I don't know, but super training made it EVs very transparent, mm-hmm. and I really wish we kept that around. However, it looks like that's not coming back either either as well. So, <laughs> uh, why do you make such good things and then take them away from us? You're like Taco Man, Bell all over again. Welcome to just Pokemon in general. They've done this forever. It's just like how we don't have the PokéNav. We don't have... I, I kind of hope we get some kind of PokéNav system in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, by the way. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised because typically the next like the new, next iteration in a generation will bring something along like uh, like the PokéFinder. Or not the PokéFinder, the PokéNav where you can find Pokemon. Or, or at least some kind of new shiny hunting technique. Yeah. So that So that the Twitch streamers can get excited. Yeah, and I say that, that's pretty much the only people that I think really care, and <laughs> probably to be honest, like, and the people that watch the Twitch streams. Yeah, so that that's that's just my two cents there. Uh, <laughs> but oh. no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. We'll see. Maybe we'll get some information about that in the next in the next trailer because we are getting that trailer on Thursday. Oh yeah, that's happening. Mm hmm. Uh, the one thing that they did do right, and I really do appreciate this, is I they did hyper training. That was yeah, the I think that, I think that was needed. I think they did that uh, really well. In that one, you need to be at level one hundred, so there is some kind of grind to it. You still yeah. need to do put in some work, but I think it makes a lot of things more accessible. One legendary battles, uh, such as VGC sixteen, that format going to be way more accessible because all you have to do is soft reset for uh, natures now, which are controllable via the synchronize ability. It'd be like nature that hidden powers, depending. Yeah, so I like, mean, hidden powers are the only thing. Hidden powers are the only thing that are going to be difficult. Yeah, and so I think that's fantastic. I I am such a big fan of that change of the uh, of hyper training, and I think that was done really well with Sun and Moon. And I hope they keep going with stuff like that in the future. Just making the game more accessible, lowering that bar of entry, because you know you're always going to have that guy that grabs PK hex. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I made my team. And you're going to have the people who, one, can't afford to do PK Hex, which is – because it is expensive to set up a PK Hex, it first is. of all. It definitely uh, is. It, it's expensive. You you have to buy like a completely new system so that you can PK Hex. And you got to hope you do it right. Yeah, exactly. It's and you not have to, hard to do it, but it's still like – You can mess it up. Exactly. If you mess it up, your thing is gone. Yeah. Yeah. You can mess it up and – and then at the same time, you, I don't know. There's you have that you have those worries, and we'll we'll see how it goes in the future. But I think they I think they've took me. Uh, I think they've lowered the barrier of entry significantly, though. Oh yeah, which is really nice. It was really nice through Sun and Moon. Uh, anything else that you guys like thought of that um, was uh, awful in Pokemon well, Sun and Moon? Well, they got rid of horrible rivals and gave us an even worse rival. Oh jeez. Uh, like <laughs> well, they they consolidated all of the bad rivals into one rival. Yeah, it's like some. Oh, like an abomination, like a blob. Like we got, we got the how. <laughs> we got how. How is uh, how is Tierno, um, Tierno, Trevor, uh, Selena, Shauna, 
and Shauna all rolled into one person. And th- then you got Hao, who was just like, yeah, I'm bad at Pokemon and I know it. Like, that's his oh. motto. Like, if Hao had a motto, that'd be his motto. <laughs> I'm bad. How do I How do I Pokemon battle? How do I Pokemon? <laughs> how do I eat Malathada? Oh, wait, that's the only thing I know how to do. Dude, Malasada though, for real, like for Sun and Moon launch, for your Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon launch, I think I'm going to make some Malasada. I found a recipe online. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> oh, God. I'm all about that Malasada. You make donuts. That's yeah. essentially what it is. Dude, for the 24-hour stream for uh, for charity, oh, we should God. totally do that. Should we, should we like, try to make Malasada? And just we like, should make Malasada on stream. I was thinking like, we just try to do it on stream and just fail. Yeah. We're not going to fail. It's really easy. It's a donut. It's a fryer. It's a don't, you don't need a fryer. You just make, you put oil in a pan. You're fine. That oil. That's just oil. We, yes. <laughs> that, yes, it is. That can go very wrong. I, that sounds like fun, though. We can have Malasada, and then we can give them the scrum. <laughs> and he'll be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> what if he... Did he listen? Can we just... Uh, sometimes, yeah. Okay. Then we'll have to talk we'll about just... what we could do afterwards. Are you putting sausage in the Malasada? Well, I guess he's uh, I guess he's not a vegan anymore or no. a vegetarian. <sighs> no, but we could have... Because now he can lord over us that he knows how to speak Japanese instead of lording over us that he can be vegetarian. Uh... <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, we can we can put some secret spice in there. Oh my gosh, you're done. You're done. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> back back to Sun and Moon being uh doing things right and doing things wrong. Um, well, I want to say probably a right and wrong thing that they did was probably mm-hmm. the Alolan variants. They kind of go they kind of go hand in hand. Honestly, I think so. So it was one of those things. Like most things that they announce when it's new for a generation, like Mega Evolution, I felt kind of off about for like three days when they announced it because I'm just like, oh man, they just messed with my Blastoise, you know? And then I I got used to it and now I make references to Mega Blastoise punching people in the faces. And then the other – Alolan variants were the same thing for me. Granted, it took me a little bit longer to get used to it. It took me like two weeks to feel okay about it. Because it's just like, oh, you took this Pokemon and you changed it. Like something from my childhood and you, like, you tortured it and changed it into something else. But now that I've actually got to play with it, I really do appreciate how it brought a lot of Pokemon to a new light. Yeah. Like nine, you weren't using Ninetales before this. And now Alolan Ninetales usage is skyrocketed compared to uh, ni- regular Ninetales. Snow Warning plus Aura Veil is fantastic. And then you've got... Uh, um, Alolan Marowak, who is used far more than regular Marowak oh, ever yeah. was. Oh yeah, because regular Marowak was a piece of garbage, and and we all knew it. And so, like those two there alone make make it worth to me. Like, hey, yeah, this is really cool. And Alolan Executor, man, that thing's just silly. Who doesn't love Alolan Executor? And the TCG loves him. He's in the TCG now. Oh yeah, with Crimson Invasion, and he's got good. he got two cards out of it. He got a regular one and a GX. The card's actually pretty good, like for what it is. Like, yeah, I mean it's all right it, for being a dragon type. At least it's got no, but only got, one energy there's, type. There's like deck that you can probably make. You can actually make the deck work fairly well. Not gonna be top tier, but oh, absolutely not. It's not gonna top cut a regional anytime it's just, soon. You say like, okay, you got that new Venusaur from Shining Legends. You just like, oh, you somehow pile like two energy on the. Whatever mm-hmm. the tour, you get to flip four heads and you have everything charged up also. Exactly. So it's like it's uh it's gonna be a fun deck. Oh no. Uh, I mean it's gonna be a fun one. I think I might build it just for funsies. Same. But... That sounds like 
trying to figure out stuff to play. I, I think Alolan Pokemon, it, like, at first, I would say bad move, but now that a, a year back, looking back a year since that announcement, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I just I look know. at I, I, What I was getting at is, awesome, you're reinventing new Pokemons, in, new Pokemon that are in a way that aren't, like, Mega Evolution, or just making new ones that are similar to the old ones, but not quite. But it's just like, well, it's nice that some of these Pokemon got Alolan forms, but couldn't we have gotten other ones that would have made more sense? Like, just the pure example that I was thinking of was Rabidash. I mean, mm-hmm. there was an opportunity there to make an Alolan Rabidash that was fire-flying, and you have your I think you need to Pokemon. I think, I think you have to worry about the difference between an Alolan variant and a Mega at that point. True. Because I think it, I've heard I've heard the argument for like Pegasus Rapidash before, and I think that's more suited to Omega design because like you're adding to Rapidash, you're not changing what like what Rapidash is, if that makes sense. Yeah, like like Alolan Persian, like you're changing what Persian is, you're not adding to Persian. Yeah, and and so that that's that's kind of like my concept of Mega versus like regional variant. I think we might see more regional variants in the future. I think it's a really useful tool that they set themselves up for. Yeah. Like, hey, in this new region, look at this. Uh, Quagsire looks not as derpy. And... Velocity looks derpier. exactly the same because we didn't give her an Alolan form. Sorry. Velocity <laughs> <laughs> is just Alolan Bioplume. It's fine. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm really upset that there aren't new ones in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I think they messed up there. Like, a huge opportunity. But then again, like you have to design new Pokemon, and that's not their goal in between Pokemon versions like this. Though they apparently had more Ultra Beasts in the wings. Yeah. And I, I have to say, I think that's really, I think that was done well. I think those are the things that if you're going to add extras of in between games, Ultra Beasts are the way to go. Because that's an and entirely new thing to go through. I'm also, I'm also really curious as to whether or not we're going to get a new Pokemon. Just looking at between the box arts, because you get, you know, I, I say this, I say this all the time when Shamu's around. Elemental Hero Neos is there. Oh yeah, on the box art, and I wonder if he's just a new Pokemon entirely. So we'll see. We'll see there. I think they do it. I, I think overall, like, we got some. I think I don't know if we're in a better place where we were Pokemon wise. I mean, connectivity I think is worse. Uh, but I think a lot of the things that they did add to Ultra Sun Ultra Moon was done well. Uh, the Pokemon themselves, those were done well. The the new ones, the regional, uh, not the regional variants, but the Alolan Pokemon, the the new Alolan Dex Pokemon. Like you look at all of them, they all have something unique about them. Uh, Mudsdale gets stamina right. Um, Ribombi at least has like a unique typing, and. I don't know what else. If, name name an Alolan Pokemon, and I'll tell you something unique about it that actually makes it memorable, as opposed to Monkey Number Three. Uh, looking at you, looking at you, Owen. Uh, that just the water starters don't count because they're starters. <laughs> uh, they're starters. I mean, th- I mean that that is what they are. Sparkling Aria though comes to mind. I mean, it gets its own Z move. Mimikyu is Pikachu. Pikachu with disguise. Like that's that's fantastic. Um, beware, beware. Somebody just like really loves beware. I cannot say that enough. Somebody really loves beware. Uh, normal fighting. It gets the fluffy ability. What does anything else get fluffy by the way? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Most of these Pokemon have like a unique ability or a unique typing. 
that they added in Gen 7. I don't know if anybody realized that. Um, I know Linian did because he, he was telling me about it. And and I, I looked at it and I'm just like, yeah, all of them have some kind of unique typing or unique ability about them. Like, name, name any of them. Any of them at all. Turtonator, he gets shell trapped. Some unique move. Uh, <laughs> and then you, I, I don't know, like... It's crazy to think about. They put a lot of thought into making those Pokemon stand out and be unique. Yeah. More so than they did in Gen 6. Um, definitely way more than they did in Gen 5 when you get, you know, Grass Monkey, Fire Monkey, Water Monkey. Trash. And it's just like, oh, they all have the same base stats. Just pure They're garbage, garbage. right? I'm, I'm, a tra- I'm a garb owner, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, this is, uh, this is one of the things that they did correctly. They they went ahead and they're just like you know what? we're gonna take every single Pokemon and we're gonna make it memorable. Yeah, and that they much. did. There was they one, did. There was one thing though. Speaking of memorable, there is one thing I can, do consider a kind of a misstep, but maybe that was just to play it up into the story. And I can kind of go into this with two parts as well. Uh, Team Skull. Mm, okay, that kind that of. was a. I want to say it had a lot of promise looking at it. Like, from the yeah. outside looking in, before you actually got your hands on the game, you were looking at Team Skull, and you were thinking, this is new. This is pretty interesting. I mean, they probably could get up to some pretty bad stuff as it is, not, like, Team Rocket-esque levels of bad, I thought, but I, it's still localized. I thought they were, I thought they were like, the weakest villains that we've oh, seen in the Oh, they definitely were. I was not impressed. I thought it was just, like, the most petty stuff that they ever did. Like... Like literally, and, it got to the point where you look at you look at a uh, Team Rocket and like Kanto and Johto with the with Gen One and Gen Two. Every time Team Rocket mm-hmm. was some was in the general vicinity, all the NPCs around there would be like, "Team Rocket's doing a whole bunch of bad stuff. We don't know what to do. We're scared and all that other jazz." But then when you look at Team Skull, people are like, "Are we supposed to take you seriously or just ignore you and you'll go away?" And then there, it's just if there was one word to describe Team Skull, it's pushover. Oh, absolutely. Massive, it's... massive pushover. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think it didn't really help with the fact that the Aether Foundation was there, and you could, looking at it, even when I, when it was first announced, you could just tell, they're the evil team. They're going to be doing some <laughs> very seriously questionable things. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, yeah, you don't make your employees wear all those pockets just to do good things, you know? Mm-hmm. But... And speaking of Aether Foundation, another thing, spoilers, spoilers if you haven't played Sun and Moon, but if you're listening to Puckle Podcast, you probably have played Sun and Moon at this point, so you've been warned. Uh, the battle with Luzmina and Nilhago fused together. I felt like first seeing that, like first seeing their fusion occur, I was thinking, oh my gosh, you're fighting a Pokemon-human hybrid. I, I think the Ultra Beast in general well, were just a missed opportunity. Well, I just looking at them, it's like, how am I going to fight this thing? This is a Pokemon with the intelligence of a human. How is this going to be? Mm-hmm. And then she throws out an amped up Clefable and like, oh, this is how we're doing this. No, this I, I think you and I have the same huge gripe. wasted opportunity for. I think you and I have the exact same thought because when the Ultra Beasts were first announced for Sun and Moon. I was super hyped that we were going to get like JRPG boss battle type things in Pokemon. Yeah. Like like what what flashback in my mind was the idea of Pokestar Studios where you had oh, random man, things yeah. that you'd fight. And I thought we were going to get that in Pokemon Sun and Moon. 
Yeah. And just be like, it's fine. Like, post-gaming, go catch the Ultra Beast just like we did. But in the main story, I think it should be, oh, you can't catch that Kartana. You have to beat it. Yeah. And, you know, it's an amped up Kartana, you know. Maybe it's it's just like a totem Pokemon, essentially. But, like, totem Pokemon with steroids. And I think that would have been really cool. I think that was a huge missed opportunity. And I think the same thing with Lusamine Battle. It would have been cool to, like, fight Lusamine plus Nihiligo together. Mm-hmm. But alas, we didn't get it. It was garbage. So, I mean, not garbage. It was still a decent game, but... It was just, like still... I said, it's just a missed opportunity. Exactly. And I, I, I can't agree with you more. It was that. a way to, like, upsert my expectations because, again, Sun and Moon was just basically taking all the cliches that Pokemon have been doing over the years and just basically throwing them out the window and rewriting the book. So wouldn't it have been nice to actually fight the main evil team leader as a mm-hmm. Pokemon because they're just that crazy in the head? Yeah. But it's, it's, it, it's it, weird to think about. It's just, it, it, I, again, it was a missed opportunity if you ask me. But one thing that I will say that they did right... From the bottom of my heart, and I will take this all the way to my grave, and I hope Usum does it the same way. The Pokemon School was a great addition to the entire Pokemon roster because it gave me Magnemite very early on in the early game. (laughs) I think it was my fourth Pokemon that I caught, so that was very nice. The intro in general, the Sun and Moon, that was super long. I know they cut that. That was way too long. I hope they I hope they cut that back. If I have to over... if I have to go out on my porch, stretch my arms out and smell the roses one more time, I'm going to lose my oh. mind. Like it was just such a long like a long slog. It looks like things are happening differently this time, so hopefully it's not as like sluggish, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So we're going to we're going to wrap up the topic there, guys. We're going to take a short break and we're going to come right back at you guys with the Pokémon of the episode. Coming to you from Pokestar Studios, Fall 2014, it's another Pokestar movie about superheroes. You won't like it when he evolves. It's the Incredible Muck, a brand new superhero with barely any plot. He's gonna be awesome. Come and see it. Fall 2014. Poke of the episode. And welcome back, guys. We are here with the Pokemon of the episode, National Dex number 76, Alolan Golem, the Megaton Pokemon. Both for both of its Pokemon Sun and Moon Pokedex entries, it states it fires rocks charged with electricity. Even if the rock isn't fired that accurately, just grazing an opponent will cause numbness and fainting. Because it can't fire boulders at a rapid pace, it's been known to seize nearby Geodude and fire them from its back. That's the way to do it. Because <laughs> uh, it's a railgun. Gol- We're doing Alolan Golem specifically today because Golem's boring. Uh, Golem- Alolan Golem's a rock electric type, and he's the only one of those, uh, except for like Graveler and yeah. Geodude. Or it's evolution. I mean, that's still like. really cool. Yeah. Alolan Golem, though, is, however, in the PU tier, as you would imagine, as something that is times four weak to ground. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is ironic because, because Golem normally is a ground type, too. So. Yeah. and I mean, anything with, like, a times four weakness to water or ground just is just like, nope, you're not going to be good. 
And <laughs> so you've got the you've got a Lolan Golem with Galvanize uh, as his ability. I mean, it has thirty in Magnet Pool, but you should run Galvanize. Oh yeah. Uh, let's be Galvanize let's be completely serious. Much more optimal generally. For those, of I you think who, the way you should. I was just, oh, go for I was it. just gonna right. say for those of you who don't know what Galvanize is, it's a specific hidden ability only to a Lolan Golem and its predecessor preceding evolutionary forms in which it turns all normal type moves into electric types and does a little bit more damage for those two. It's one of the it's one of the eight abilities essentially, but it's uh it, I mean it's still really cool yeah because you could run something like Stealth Rock Return Stone Edge Explosion get all your stabs because there aren't a lot of physical electric moves outside of like Wild Charge and Thunder yeah, Punch and, and Thunder Punch but yeah, I mean you get something that hits way harder out of Return or Explosion. Oh yeah. So I, I think that's a huge thing. I mean, base speed of forty five really is poopy, but an attack stat of one twenty and a defense stat of one or a defense of one thirty with a base HP of eighty. That's not bad. No. That's not bad. I mean, I think you can make a Lolan Golem work. I think you just have to play it well. But I think a Lolan Golem could work. And look at him; he's got a beard and a mustache. He's fantastic. He does and um, go Rasputin over there. <laughs> Um, I think it's I think it's a good Pokemon. And just to hit trivia real quick, like the one thing that kind of stood out was that he was designed by Hitoshi Ariga. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I think so. Ariga, yeah, maybe. Um, he designed a couple Pokemon from Gen six onwards and started in uh he started designing Pokemon stuff in Gen five. Looks like here. Um, For, he began illustrating some of the Pokemon cards. Yeah, that was in at around 2011. Yeah. yeah. But like he was mainly a designer for like for Mega Man, so that whole series like he did like he started I think his first thing was uh this is a manga and light novels was in 1994 1995, yeah. so that's when he started doing like illustrations and then like he worked on games actually earlier than that yeah 1991 like, was Dragon Egg in like 1991 yeah he did some opening graphics but yeah and, like two in. He started designing Pokemon in Generation 6. Like, he designed the Fossils, Tyrant, mm-hmm. Amora, though, their evolutions. He designed Chargebug, which is a little due to my heart. You can, you can, uh, quote, you can credit him for creating Aegislash. <laughs> at least, at least <laughs> so you can blame him for like, all the butthurt that Aegislash caused. He, dra- he, dra- he drafted, like, a, or not drafted, he drew a lot of Pokemon that. Or created a lot of Pokemon that are good, actually. It's yeah. not like the guy who uh, who did like Go Lurk, and then it follows that up with Vanellish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like so, I'm I'm a fan. He did a little Grimer and Muck, and then he also did Mega Beedrill. And then you've got Minier and Drampa as well. And then I think like a Volt. Yeah, he did the whole Grubbin line there. And then the only ones I think he missed was That's about Mavilar it. and Pangoro. He did he did Inkey as well, but he didn't do Pancham. He didn't do Pancham, but he did Pangoro, which is kinda yeah. weird. It's a bit odd, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like notice like most of them are just like the full line. Except for that he just didn't do Pancham. Or and then the other Beedrill, but I don't He probably know. saw Pancham and was just like, I can fix this. Yeah. <laughs> I made it better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I made it better. Alright, so Alolan Golem has two cards in rotation right now. The first being from Guardians Rising. It's just a regular Alolan Golem. Electric type, stage 2, 160 HP. It's pretty bad. Uh, electro, ele- electromagnetic Rock Wrecker is its first attack for one electric and two colorless. Flip a coin for each electric energy attached to this Pokemon. This attack does 80 damage times the number of heads. Uh, Heavy Slam, which is 
one electric, three colorless, which is 200 minus, which this attack does 30 less damage for each uh, re- energy in your opponent's active Pokemon's retreat cost. That's garbage. That is absolute garbage. It's Any bad. move that you use with a minus that, yeah, is no, so bad. No, like, Don't even bother. <laughs> the only thing, like, if your card has a minus sign on it, like get rid of it. You're done. You're not running no, that. The only thing that supports Who came up that with that idea? Is, um, that's, been, that's been in the yeah. meta for a while. It's been, like, it's it's been, been in the from base beginning. Set. Yeah, with my choke or my mm-hmm. champ or something like that, if not both. But um, the only like actually good thing about that is float stone of the thing. So, so yeah. it essentially makes the oh two hundred right off like though you may look at the flip you may use the flip attack. If you, if you want to run Alolan Golem, you need to run the Alolan Golem GX that just came out with Crimson Invasion. Uh, so you have Hammer in for eighty damage, one electric, two colorless. That's eighty damage solid. That's fine. Uh, for two electric and a double colorless, you can do Super Electromagnetic Tackle for two hundred damage. Uh, unfortunately, this does 50 damage to yourself, but whatever, that's fine. You've got a 250 um, HP on that card, so you can yeah, take you've a got, couple of hits. You can take a couple, it's fine. But the real reason to run Alolan Golem GX is to run Heavy Rock GX, its attack, which is 2 electric, 2 colorless, 100 damage. That's less than the Super Electrical Magnetic ta- Tackle, but read this like ability. Your opponent can't play any cards from their hand next turn. That's nutso. That cripples them, and t- that's a lost turn right there. <laughs> Yeah, that's essentially. I mean, they can attack you or something if they're already they set up. The, but if they're not set up, yeah. you're just they you're, can't play items. They can't down. play trader cards. They can't oh, evolve they can, Pokemon. They yeah. can't do anything but attack. That's they can, it. They can, I don't think this. I don't. That said, I don't think this card is going to be like huge in play or anything. No, it's not gonna be that but bad. I can see. I can see building a deck with like Vika Volt with it. Yeah. It could make it work. I think that it's just it's going to be kind of rough. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to be great, but it's a fun card. Oh, definitely a fun. Card. I think it's something. Yeah. I think it's something fun to try. Like I might try to build something like that with Vikavolt and just play with it at league yeah. because it'd be a lot of fun just to be like, haha, you can't do anything this turn. I'd rather probably run it with the Magnazone to be honest. Magnazone would work yeah, too. That's what I, I, could see I that. kind of prefer because that way it's like, okay, and opt- optimally, yeah, you got both of them down. You get Clamont. Mm-hmm. There's your four energy right there with one card. That's true. That's why I like Magnazone better just because you can get energy to your hand really, really easily. And boom, one turn that's you can bad. build your whole thing up. You know what? You know what? I think I'm thinking about that now. I might do that now. Yeah, because that's what I prefer with. Watch out, Beaverla. I'm like, Watch I'm out. fiddling around with stuff with some because I'm like, there's there's some fun stuff you can do with some. Definitely, if if you find the right. Oh no, yeah, you don't you don't plan on winning. You're not gonna win oh, here. No. But no, you're not gonna. It's win. gonna be a lot of fun. But you can pull some shenanigans off easily with that with like the electric mm-hmm. energy. And sometimes that's a victory in and itself. Oh yeah, if, like Just, I so. would. Like, if I built this deck, I would feel happy if I played six games if I got one win. Like, right. that's that's where I am with it. Uh, that's where I am. But, yeah, no, Alolan Golem, awesome Pokemon. I, I hope it can see more play in the future. So there's a... I think it actually, it actually top-cut a regional uh, in VGC. Somebody actually played it and it won. Well, there you it's, go. There's it's potential. Think about it. Yeah, no, it, it, you can definitely do stuff with it. It's not the end of the world. So, so give it some thought. Some, there are some things I did want to like touch on just for my extension golem itself as well alolan golem does have the highest base defense stat of all electric type pokemon it kind of has that going for it but that's mainly so now i can't ask that question no because you know it (laughs) oh well uh as far as like its origin goes golem may be probably based off of a tortoise which in ancient times many believe tortoises held the world on their backs 
mainly in like Hindu, Chinese, and Native American mythologies. And you can see that in the design of Golem, its shell could also represent the tectonic plates of the Earth, too. But Alolan mm-hmm. Golem, like its predecessor, seems to have taken on the attributes of magnetite, which is a subset of iron ore known for its black crystalline appearance in nature and its highly magnetic properties. And much to Thatch's joy of thinking about this on his own, the crystals on its back also may be derived from the railgun. <laughs> Dude, it is from the railgun. It's a railgun. Railguns are cool. Yeah. So name, actually, name origin, it's super original because Golem is referencing a golem from mythi- medieval and Hebrew legend. However, its Japanese name, Gol- Golania, may be a combination of golem and stone. Additionally, Gorogoran is the sound of rolling, a habit of golem by itself. And I found really interesting the Cantonese and Mandarin Chinese uh, spellings for golem literally translate to rolling boulder and rumbling boulder, respectively. Mm-hmm. No, it's super interesting. I love golem. I think it's a, I think it's an interesting Pokemon. So uh, that's going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode. Uh, if you want to check out anything else awesome at Puckle, uh, you can check out PucklePodcast.com or join our Discord server. Check us out. Uh, both those are in the show notes. Well, you keep that so towards the out. end of the show, aren't you? Well, like? I do. I do both for this. <laughs> okay. And so we're gonna kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag to hear your thoughts. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And onto the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we will be giving the Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy. For those of you new to the show, this is the mailbag segment where we read your listener email. Uh, where you can just send us in any email about anything at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to read it. So uh, without further ado, our mailbag question last week was, what are you excited for in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? And we're going to jump right on into it. Our first mailbag is from Ozzy, and Shamu is going to read this one. I will. He said to do it Uh, in a Cockney accent if you want to, but you don't have to. I don't know. I'll I'll just do some accent. (laughs) It might be even worse. Hello, hello, hello. What do we have here, then? That's Shamu and Vaga, eh? We have come for the Jashiro. What have they done, you may ask? Well, I've traveled from across the pond on the back of my Lapras to have a quiet word with him. You see, last week, a little Pidgey told me that he might have compared an Englishman or woman to the French. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the French. However, we can't turn a blind eye to such slanderous statements. If you see him, tell him he can't, ride for- he can't hide forever. But we will accept compensation in the form of Corsa La Cola. I've heard it's good for the gums. Not sponsored. While I'm here to mail... Well, we are most certainly sponsored by them. <laughs> this is a One sponsored email, okay? <laughs> While I'm here with the mailbag, so I definitely don't think it's on a downward spiral. Being someone who's recently been back in the scene due to Pokemon Go, Sumo, and the thing... And the likes... And the, the, the thing is... <laughs> the thing is prime for, at the moment. 
Anyway, they best head back. Them snails aren't going to eat themselves. Keep up the amazing show and content. Ozzy. Well, thank you for that, Ozzy. Um, <laughs> all right. So this next email is going to be from Claude Nine. Howdy, Thatch and magnificent co-hosts. With only a few weeks left before Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, we don't have much time left to speculate on what treasures Usum will bring. So instead of fanboying... Usum. Usum. <laughs> so instead of fanboying over the idea that Danny DeVito could voice Detective Pikachu with The Rock as his lovable Jigglypuff sidekick, who doesn't want to see The Rock voice Jigglypuff? I spent the last week making a, a wouldn't it be nice if this idea was an Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon list. God only knows what will actually be in the game, but it's fun to suspect what really could be surfing USUM as fun as fun list as lists are. They don't give you the good vibrations that are needed. Luckily, Thatch has volunteered to help out with this part. So take it away, Thatch. Um, so what he did here, and I didn't put in your your versions of the uh, of the email, guys. Is he wrote a uh, so as many of you probably know, I'm a huge Beach Boys fan. Oh, God, um, no. So what he did was he and I were talking over the week during the week because on stream and stuff like that, and he sent me a message asking if I would sing a uh, a wouldn't it be nice parody, um, uh, Pokemon style. And so he wrote this whole thing, and it's really good. Um, and so I actually have Bo at the moment. He's doing this. If it's not in this show today, it will be in the show next week. Um, I am obviously not the best at singing, so I do not, I did not say anything. <laughs> I did not make this yet. Um, so Bo is going to go ahead and do something with it. And I'm very excited to see how that turns out. Oh hashtag Puckle 10, hashtag no green Taurus badge, hashtag let your voice be heard. Claude nine. Um, all right. Moving on though. Uh, Mikey. Uh, this is this one's for you, Viger. Yep. Hello, Thatch and Puckle Crew. I figure it was time to answer some mailbags, but also share a tale of interest. Sometimes I get asked to judge official tournaments due to my position as a Pokemon professor. It is most it's mostly for TCG, but a few Sundays ago I found myself as a VGC midseason showdown. So here I was watching the top eight matches matches as any good judge should do. I then hear a vibration of a phone and saw a Discord notification. I was going to dismiss it until I saw it was from Puckle. I blinked a few times and waited until the match was over to ask the owner if the phone, on the phone if they listened to Puckle. This person said yes. I told him that I too listened to Puckle. We talked a bit in between matches, and it turns out that I found the famous Winmore. Who would who would have guessed that a famous mailbag person lived in my area? I use my area loosely because actually our city is huge, but it was pretty cool to find a puckle at my local card shop. Now, the mailbags. Favorite third version? Black and White 2. These games are the first of their kind. Game Freak didn't just give us a rehash of the previous game. They gave us a full story with many awesome things. PWT, expansion on characters, and more. Black and White were great games, and Black and White 2 were just the icing on a delicious cake. A perfect ending to the Unova chapter. It sucks that Kalos will never get that X, Y, 2, slash, Z. It really needed something to tie up those loose ends like Flair, and I would love to see what Emma is up to. I did buy gold for my 3DS, and I haven't played it yet. Trying to finish up my second playthrough of Sun before Usum. Pokemon currently? I can only say that it makes me so happy to see many people love Pokemon. Also, I want to live in the universe where The Rock plays both Detective Pikachu and the kid. 
Also, praise Thatch. <laughs> Thatch is so good that he the constantly forgets to turn off the soundboard at the end of Poke Quiz and ends up inserting a random sound effect. Praise Thatch. We have Thanks. more sound effects now. <laughs> Thanks, Mikey. P.S. Hashtag Puckle 10. Hashtag Puckle 11. I've decided that the new hashtag for next year after Puckle 10 happens needs to be hashtag Puckle Turn It Up to 11. Um, I feel like that's funnier. <laughs> uh, more meme worthy. Uh, yeah, I think that one's more meme worthy. Like Puckle Turn It Up to 11, you know, because it's the 11th year of Puckle. You just turn it up to 11, you know. It's funny. It's funny. You should laugh. Me. It's fine. Um, I, I can't do like, um... <laughs> I think the drums made Biger laugh more than more than yeah. the actual joke. I just like how you're just like you laugh, dang it! And you're just getting all agitated. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point, oh, you gotta laugh. It's just hard not to like. It's hard to unthink Rock the Rock talking to himself. Dude, I want the Rock <laughs> to play Detective Pikachu so bad. I just want to hear like. I just want them both to like. It'd be just funny to hear him talk to himself like in like just a random Pokemon movie. I just. Dude, it's the Rock's fantastic. It is. It'll be great. Dude, I, I, I think he would actually do it, too. I think The Rock would do it. If, if they dirty. asked him to do it, he like, would. <laughs> he probably would. Same with Vin Diesel. I could see Vin Diesel doing it as well. Oh, yeah. Just, like, nitty. Like, I want to see, like, super dark Detective Pikachu movie. But it's not going to happen. Dark. It's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's just going to be probably a rehash from the game that we never got. Yeah. That's probably what it's going to be, to be honest. I wonder if, the, I hope that game comes out. I hope that game comes out in the U.S., they might like link it or something to like link them together. I I mean that movie wouldn't come out until like late 2018, early 2019. Yeah. So I I mean the 3ds will pretty much be dead by then. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. We'll see though. We'll see. Maybe we'll get like some kind of port to the Switch or something. Maybe. All right, so that is it for the mailbag this week. If you guys want to participate, you can send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Our mailbag question next week is going to be. What do you think uh, Sun and Moon did correctly or wrong? Uh, we're interested to hear. We'll read them next week on the show. In the meantime, uh, Green Tauros badge, I want to give it to Claude Nine because he put a lot of effort into writing that version of Wouldn't It Be Nice Oh yeah, by the not? Beach Boys. I think that's fantastic. So Claude Nine, you get the Green Tauros badge. Yay! <laughs> uh, so now it's time for me to do the social media pitches and some announcements. So... First and foremost, uh, you can f- find us on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Tumblr, all at PucklePodcast.com. Just go there. All the links are there. We're PucklePodcast, unlike all of those. Uh, Discord. If you want to come and hang out with us during the week, the best place to do so is our Discord. You can find the invite link in the description below. We love hanging out with you guys, and it's a blast. That's where you find about tournaments and stuff before we announce them on the show. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, also, if you want to hang out with us during the week and see more content, you could do so by checking out Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. Uh, I stream on Thursday. Shamu will at some point come back on not Thursdays, but Tuesdays. Uh, Scron does random Saturdays and Jushiro does Mondays and Wednesdays, I think still. And so good for him. And yeah, we're also doing YouTube content. So if you want to keep up with the latest Puckle Draft League, you can do so at Puckle on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. Uh, and finally, if you want to help out Puckle monetarily, you can do so in a couple different ways. First is going to our T Public store, which is going to be having a sale this week starting November 1st. It is, I believe, a 30% off sale. Let me double check my, uh, my, my contact. It is actually $14 t-shirt sale from the 1st to the 6th on Tee Public. So if you want to pick up some Puckle t-shirts, 
that's the place to go um, from the first to the sixth. So check that out. That's a great way. Anything you buy there helps out Puckle, um, regardless of that. That link is also in the show notes. And if you want to do so more directly by supporting us via Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. You get a variety of rewards for just helping out and helping us do awesome things every every day of the week. We really appreciate it. And then finally, I wanted to make announcements uh, for our weekly tournaments. We do both VGC and OU singles during the week. And so uh, I decided to up the ante on participation. So if any of these tournaments get a participation of um, a minimum of eight, I've got a whole box of green Tauros koozies and green Tauros badges. If you win one of those tournaments with uh, with eight people or so, you can jump in and uh, win win those things. Because I know people are trying to figure out ways to like win them. And so these, this is a great way to do it. You can just join in the weekly tournaments. Uh, I believe OU is on Tuesdays, right, Shamu? Yeah. And then uh, VGC is on Fridays. So if you have any questions, check out our Discord server. It's the best place to do it. And then finally, uh, I guess that's it, actually. I, I, I said finally because I thought I had more to say, but I, I actually hit all the things on my on my outline. So <laughs> Thank God for the outline. <laughs> yeah, right? So that is that is going to be it for the show this week, then. So I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Shemu. And I'm Viker. And it's closing time here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower. As always, we'd like to thank the patrons who make all of this possible. So let's, here we go, guys. Regal Superior, Rayuse, Al, Alviron, who is a new patron, duly noted, Ten Little Men, Jonathan, Sometimes I Fly, Andrea, The Fluffy as Whimsicott, Locke, Mongo87, 
Snag, Jushiro, Bosephus, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Greninja's in Paris, Claude Nine, Alex, another new patron, Matt G, Daniel, John R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, Uncle Oshawott, Matthew C, Trevor, Eric, Zenth, Jesse, Treby, Greg, Christopher, Ozzy, the British Gent, Victor, Nicholas, Beaverla, and everyone at the $1 tier on patreon.com slash puckle podcast. Thank you for your generous donations and your support on the podcast. Without you guys, a lot of the cool stuff we do wouldn't be possible. So keep it up, guys, and thank you once again from the bottom of our hearts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.